The following podcast is a mass media production. Hi, I'm Josh Galindo. And I'm Crystal Galindo. Welcome to the Going Galindo Rugrats and Renovations podcast. A lifestyle podcast where we will offer our experience and expertise in building real, lasting wealth through renovating and flipping homes. And the chaos that comes with balancing a family of six, leaving nothing unsaid. Follow our wild ride we call life and apply our lessons to your own journey. When you're selling a home, it's all about making a first impression with those potential buyers. The House of Vegas understands that. They will stage your house using high-quality furniture, and it'll make your buyers never want to leave. Do yourself a favor and reach out to Thomas at the House of Vegas. They know time is money, and they will act quick. Their number is 310-503-3611. All right, honey. Today we have a bonus episode, and we're going to cover current topics. Yes. Short and sweet. Yeah. What I don't know if everybody understands or knows is that what we had recorded before was actually recorded months and months and months ago and is being Mm -hmm. released today. So, um, we were recording stuff in the beginning. We didn't know what the election was. COVID was still relatively new or very much in the thick of it. Right. Um, and so forth. So I've got a few topics here that we're going to blow through. I think, uh, there's a lot of, um, things to consider right now. If you're going to be investing in real estate or trying to flip or, whatever your, your next endeavor. Right. But there's a lot of outside things that you can't control, like the COVID pandemic and the real estate, or I'm sorry, the presidential election. Like we don't know what's going on with that. So I think maybe if you could give like five things for people to consider if they're going to get into flipping right now, what they should be paying attention to, because those factors could change it all. So are you doing anything different because of COVID? Okay, so I'm just going to blow through the top five yep. things that I think. You, you said hit the top five things. Yep. I'm going to talk about them. Yep. I'm not even going to create a list. There's nothing wrong with slowing down, stopping, or backing up. Mm-hmm. It can all be used at appropriate times. So, for example, when COVID first came out, yep. I was kind of an anti-COVID believer just because the things that they were saying were so extreme to me. Mm-hmm. They, didn't even, they didn't even register my reality. Talking about shutting down the strip. Right. Like, what? Like, that's never happened. That's never ever. happened. Yeah. I can't even, it doesn't even make sense. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm justifying all of the obvious factors. They're just billion-dollar casinos. What are they going to do, close the door? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any, so I didn't even believe it. I didn't even think it was possible, let alone getting down to the point where we're going to close tanning salons and, and uh, the UPS store and, and the gyms and the and gyms and exactly and coffee shops and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I didn't get it, but then when it hit, I didn't say I'm going to floor the gas. Right. I said, I'm stopping. I'm going to observe and take into account what is happening and how to properly adjust to it. And there was a moment where I think for maybe a very brief moment, I probably went into reverse mm-hmm. and I said, how do I pull back? How do I make sure that I got enough ammunition to make it through this thing in the event that this is a prolonged thing? Mm-hmm. How do I go into preservation mode? My mind always first goes to preserve. Once I'm in preservation mode, I start asking myself, how long can I be in preservation mode? And I compare that to how long I need to figure out the next move. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. There's always a time. If, 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 if things shift, there's, a, there's time that is required to adapt to the shift. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if, is it a Again, month? Right. Is it six months? Is it five years? 
There's, it, it takes time to adapt. So let's just say the market crashed and all of a sudden everything went REO and everything went short sale. Well, to shift into that, that takes time. I mm-hmm. would argue that's a, a year-long process. You know, Obviously, you start making the changes immediately, but to, before you're up and only doing REO and short sales, it's probably a year. Okay, so I need to know how long is it going to take to adapt to the new, new, the new normal. And then that's how long I put into, that's how long, that's how much money I save. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's how much reserves I keep. So those, the reserve and your new normal need to definitely be vibing with each other. Okay, so for me, I went in reverse. I observed my situation. I said, okay, what do we got here? I know I've got this much, this many debt obligations, this many monthly obligations, whatever my obligations mm-hmm. were. And when I say obligations, I'm all the way down to making sure that the bunnies have have food. Yeah. The dogs, we can buy dog food, mm-hmm. you know, and then obviously it goes to the kids and to, and to you and to the house and to the cars and to employees and to whatever else it is. So, um, I, I, I stand back, I look around, I make sure that all that's right. And then once I feel comfortable, then I probably go into neutral and I'm like, okay, okay. Still feeling comfortable. Life's good. We're making right mm-hmm. good decisions here. And then I go to drive. And then once I know that things are feeling good and they're moving again and they're moving again, okay, this is all because predictable. You've adapted. Because I've adapted. And there's predictability. Mm-hmm. When you have predictability, it means that you can risk. And the reason you can risk is because the predictability will make sure that the risk that's being taken will pay off. Mm-hmm. So then once I know that, that there's predictability and I begin to risk and it begins to pay off based on the predictability, then you could go into sport mode. And you could really double down. I would tell you that right now, I'm not in sport mode. Actually, three weeks ago, I was still in drive. Mm-hmm. Let me reverse this. What's today's date? So that the people know. December 1st. December 1st. So three weeks ago, I was still in drive. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting to see if there's a lot of factors that um, were going to unfold that would create additional predictability. 2020 for me was... I wasn't, I wasn't willing to gamble everything I've worked for the last 15 years. No, there was, there was COVID, there was the election. So three weeks ago, we still were like at a loss with the election too. Yeah. 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 So, um, so now that kind of rolls me into my next things. What creates predictability for me? Why am I now in full blown sport mode? Mm -hmm. Um, a few things are, is, uh, interest rates. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't believe interest rates under any circumstances will, substantially be increased in 2021 period. And then they're going to stay very close to where they are. They're uh, here, here's probably my opinion. They're going to stay where they are. Mm-hmm. And I think I would bet that they're going to get more favorable. I think that's a better chance that they're going to stay where they are than they increase or go down. But either way, they don't go, they don't skyrocket. Mm-hmm. I think they stay right around 3%. Okay. As long as the rates stay low, the market is alive. The market is alive. <laughs> as long as they stay low, buyers will continue to buy. Mm-hmm. As long as buyers continue to buy, inventory stays low. Right. As long as inventory stays low, the market stays strong. Mm-hmm. As long as inventory stays low and the market stays strong, appreciation is a more likely outcome than, than, than stagnant or depreciation. Mm-hmm. So that's how I factor these things in. Every time that, um, so now we know who, what, what's going to happen with the election. Mm-hmm. So uh, assuming Trump doesn't overturn this thing. Right. Um, and that Biden is, in fact, who our new president is going to be. So I actually took some personal inventory on what was taking place when Biden got elected. One, mm-hmm. stock market didn't crash. 
you know, that was the big argument that Trump was trying to make is that your 401ks would go down and that the stock market would mm -hmm. crash and that economic uncertainty would arise. So um, that didn't happen. If anything, it got stronger. Mm -hmm. And actually, I think just recently we broke the, the, uh, the, the Dow Jones broke its, its, its highest record ever. So for me, people are not caring who got in. Right. Okay. Predictability. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, is that while, frankly speaking, I like Trump. I liked what Trump did for America. Mm -hmm. Where I think Trump hurt himself was he was too divisive. Mm-hmm. He used the power of exclusive, ex exclusion mm -hmm. to benefit his argument. If you weren't for it, you were against it. And that's actually what I think ended up hurting him. Um, I think Biden is going to do all that he can to obviously be a great president because this is that guy's last run. Mm -hmm. You know, that's it. He don't get another 47 yeah. years in, in, in office. No. So I think he's going to do his absolute best. And I think his absolute best will include um, inclusion, inclusion. Mm -hmm. So social unrest is really bad for, for things. I think Biden will calm that down, which then is in our favor. Okay, so I guess what I'm getting at is I've done a lot of inventory checks on mm -hmm. what I feel is going to transpire with, um, with Biden presidency. The other thing is, is I can guarantee they do a stimulus. We know that's going to happen because these Dems love to give out free money. <laughs> okay, I, it is what I it like is. I like to take free money. Exactly. <laughs> hey, it doesn't hurt us. The more money you inject into this system, the more people start spending, mm -hmm. the more economic activity takes place. So... Whether you like it or not, it's what they do. And whether you like it or not, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help us. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm okay with who the current president is. Um, do I think that there's confidence moving forward? I think 2021, the housing market's going to be just fine. So what does that mean for me? I'm going to go back to buying at high volume again. Mm -hmm. I'm buying high volume, um, average to low uh, margins, um, and uh, buying really, really spectacular, valuable rare product. What does that mean? I'm focusing on the gems and I'm willing to push the data on those gems. Mm -hmm. So instead of buying another two story, 10 square foot house in mountains edge, you're pushing the data where there's 50 other properties that are just like that. Not a good logical thought where I'm being competitive and pushing data is I'm finding the single story, great location, three car garage, pool and spa, 2,400 square feet, four bedroom, elevated lot, Boom, and pushing the data there. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I'm going to beat all of my competitors because I'm buying the best product in town. Right. And I know that I can push the data on that best product in town and smoke everybody else. So that's what I'm focused on is I believe in buying quality flip product because if the market turns, the dog shit goes back to being legitimate dog shit. Mm -hmm. All dog shit be can be perceived as valuable in a great market. The second the market goes to shit, the dog shit immediately goes back to being dog shit. It shows head. <laughs> it shows its head. It shows its, it shows its true colors. Yep. So when you're buying quality product and you're risking and you're taking risk on quality product, if the market did turn, you're holding the best product you can be holding. So I'm a believer in that. All right, guys, let me make sure I give myself a really quick plug here. I just want to take a moment and make sure I'm crystal clear on what Galindo Group Real Estate offers to the Las Vegas public. We have a company called Galindo Buys Houses that buys homes as is, all cash, and can close in as little as seven days with no appraisals, no commissions, and we pay all of the fees associated with the closing. So the number we give you is the number you should walk away with from the closing table. 
You pick your close date, and if you need to, you can stay up to three weeks after closing, giving you a home and the much-needed cash to make future decisions. Galindo Buys House is a locally owned company that takes the profits generated here in town and reinvests them locally. We're not that big hedge fund that takes the profits generated here and sends them off to New York and other big cities. I employ people here locally and invest here locally. If you or anyone you know is behind on payments, repairs, or inherited a tenant disaster, don't hesitate to give me a call. We will get you an offer in five minutes or less and close in seven days or less. So please take this number down. It's easy. 820-CASH. Again, it's 702-820-CASH. Talk to you soon. So inventory, supply, and demand. I'm constantly watching the supply. We, are at a, we have a shortage. It's, 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 it's so funny to watch how terribly bad the media manipulates everybody's mm-hmm. perceptions of the market. They're saying the market is strong, but then the numbers are really bad. The numbers are bad. There's no, nobody's selling anything. Nobody's selling anything. Uh, well, do you know why nobody's selling anything? There's, no, there's, there's nothing, nothing to fucking sell. There's nothing to buy. There's nothing to buy. <laughs> there's nothing to sell because the inventory's low. Uh-huh. But they sell it as that's a, that's, that there's something wrong with the real estate market. Now, obviously, what we don't want is we don't want inventory to stay too low for too long because then that triggers unrealistic price appreciation. Mm-hmm. Unrealistic price appreciation creates bubbles. I don't want a bubble. Right. I'm okay if the markets appreciate 3 to 5% for the rest of my life. I don't need these big, wild 10 18% mm-hmm. swings because with those swings comes the likelihood of a bubble. With the bubble comes severe price depreciation. A pop. Okay. A pop. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I watch supply and demand constantly, and I'm mm-hmm. always paying attention to that. So the two factors that need to be paid attention to in this ec- flipping economy or ec- economic flipping world and this current flipping fucking time. This current time. This current time for flipping is interest rates and inventory. Let's talk specific to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Las Vegas real estate market, I think, is unique. I think you can answer on why. Why do you think we will continue to prosper? Because everybody's wondering, why is Las Vegas going up and we have 13.8% unemployment right now? Well, who's buying all of our stuff? California. Right. (laughs) I can tell you that here's what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Um, This is what I'm hearing personally. I'm I'm actually personally witnessing it, hearing it, and seeing it. Experiencing it. I bought a house, pushed the data because it's a spectacular type of product. Mm Um. Before I even start the renovation, the daughter across the street comes over and says, my mom wants to buy this house. And I'm like, great. And she goes, she's just sold her house in California for a million bucks. She wants to buy this house for 365, but she wants you to renovate the master bathroom Mm -hmm. because we had told her what we were going to do. So we're going to end up getting 5,000 more than what we thought we would get. We have a built-in cash buyer. She's already signed the purchase agreement. She's already agreed to release and make non-refundable $10,000 immediately so that we can go and make the exclusive changes that she's requested without any risk. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting with her in the kitchen and she gets a phone call and she answered it with a, with a panic. Yeah. Uh, hey, okay. Yeah. And they're like, uh, and she hangs up with disappointment. I'm like, what, what the fuck was that? She goes, this is that my friend is the manager of U-Haul in California. And that's the second time that um, we tried to make a reservation and another walk-in took the vehicle. It's so backed up over there. They're giving priority to the walk-ins because they're just flying off the shelf. Right. This lady, my point in saying that, I watched this lady in disappointment as if like someone told her there was real bad news. 
that she couldn't get a U-Haul because California, they're moving so quickly out of that state that U-Haul is just crushing it. And where better to go than Las Vegas? And where better to go than Las Vegas? And the point in that whole conversation was one, tons of buzz and activity in California. It's, 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 I'm watching it as proof that they're leaving. Two, this lady just sold her house for a million dollars, came here, and is now living across the street from her daughter for three hundred and sixty-five. Probably 000. in a bigger and better house. Oh, it too. smokes the house. Yeah. She described the house she was in. It was a three-story piece of shit. Yeah. Okay, so now she's in a single-story, two-car garage, great yard, new build, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. for three sixty-five, fully renovated. Okay. So do I think that's going to stop? No. As long as Newsom continues to shut down and suffocate his, and tax his state into oblivion, they will continue to leave. Mm-hmm. She's telling me all of her neighbors, everybody's itching, trying to get out. They're, they're like struggling to leave. They're all trying to get out. So I think the California buyer will at the very, I'm only, I, I only make predictions a year at a time. Right. Um, and so uh, I think 2021 will be super strong because of the California buyer. Lack of inventory and low interest rates. Hey, honey, do you know what time it is? I mean, I think I do. It's time to shout out sponsor Southwest Custom Construction and tell everyone how great they are. Oh, okay. That's easy. Nick is our go-to contractor. There's a reason he's done more than $75 million in construction renovations. He does quality work, he's dependable, and he can help you with just about anything. Is there anything you would add? Nick's a great guy. I think he covered what matters most. Give Nick at Southwest Custom Construction a call if you need a contractor you can count on. His number is 480-235-8148. Now, do you go and buy right here? What what to stay away from? Let's talk about that. What to yeah. make, how do you stay safe? Mm-hmm. For me, I've, you know, I'm not in like this aggressive building mode anymore. I think we know, I mean, I'm yeah. talking to you like you don't know me. Um, <laughs> I, I'm obviously buying, but what happens is there becomes a point where your assets become so valuable. Mm-hmm. And I think there's also a point where you have so much that you can go aggressive again. But there's a point in building wealth where you're aggressive. You're, you're, you're taking all the risks because you're just trying to get the plane off the ground. Okay. And then once that plane's flying, there becomes a point where you're like, I got to just preserve the fact that I just want to stay in the air. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then you just know that your, your plane's lubed and tuned and, and gassed up and ready to go. It'll always stay in the air. At that point, you can double down again because there's just no risk in losing it all because you have so much. Okay, where do I think our family lies is I think I'm past the, the growth point. I don't think I'm quite to the point where I've got so much that if I lose a few million dollars, it doesn't make a difference in my life. But I'm also at the point where um, I want to preserve what we've built and slowly continue to work my way towards the fuck you money. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, so with that said, I have to ask myself, do I go and buy aggressively? Do I go and double down on 2021? Do I go and put, you know, a million dollars at risk of losing or breaking even or whatever it is? So the way that I factor in a little bit of that, in addition to the economic indicators, which are mm-hmm. interest rate, uh, inventory, and um, uh, California influx. Those are the three things that I'm using to watch what's going to happen to the Las Vegas market. Um, is I ask myself, what is the risk that I'm going, what is my risk? Okay, so if I shell out a bunch of money, what are, my, what are the chances if, if I, I wipe out all the profit mm-hmm. and I take a 10% loss on everything? 
which would all have to happen in a, in a 90 day time span. Right. Because you understand our, mar- yes. our, 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 our model. Our 90 we got to get in and out in yeah. 90 days. So the market would have to not only wipe out my profit, it would have to go down 10%. Depreciate. Yep. Depreciate 10%. So let's call that whatever it is, 15%. Nah, it's probably 18%, assuming that I operate on an 8% cash on cash margin. So they would have to go down 18% in 90 days. Let's not forget that the market only went down 50% in four years from 2008 to 2011. Right. Eight, nine, 10, 11, whatever it is. It went down 50%. So I'm saying that it would have to go down 18 to 20% in 90 days. Mm-hmm. I had to actually think about that for me to lose, you know, a couple hundred thousand right. dollars. Do I think that's going to happen? I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's possible. Now let's talk about the upside. Let's say that it all goes my way and I'm able to turn my money three and a half times. Can I make Five, six, seven, eight million bucks, million two, million three. Yeah. Okay, so my risk is a hundred to two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars in losses, which we could sustain if we had to. Which is like worst case scenario. Which is what I just described, yeah. like a wildly bad case scenario. A world record worst yeah. case scenario. A world record <laughs> worst case scenario. So that's my downside or my upside is I make over a million bucks. So you have to ask yourself, was that a risk worth taking? And to me it is. So my point in saying that is, is continue to buy, continue to be in the game. Don't lose your sense of the market. You're out of this thing for a month. Prices change. Contractors go find different customers to, uh, to service. Um, your staff gets slow. Um, so staying focused and in the game, I think, mm-hmm. is really important. And then factoring your upside versus your downside. Okay, so that's what I'm doing. Okay, so hoarding cash. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that I think are also strong indicators of the market. And I think everybody listening that has built a level of a, a substantial business in their, in their life or, you know, just it, it has built any nest egg. I would argue that they are likely holding more cash than they ever have. I just think it's true. Mm-hmm. I know we are. Yeah. There's a set amount of money that we're not going to go under in the bank for us because I know that that will protect me and my family for plenty of time to be able to figure yeah. out my next move. Okay. I would argue, I know that the business, I know that the, the businesses, the big businesses are holding more cash than they've ever held mm-hmm. intentionally. I know, um, uh, small businesses where, where they can are also doing the same thing. And I know, uh, most of these people are also doing the same thing. So what I think the difference is between this housing market and the last housing market Mm-hmm was that people were operating on fumes and they were not only were they operating on fumes before, it was borrowed fumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the second the music stopped, everybody just dismantled. The, whole, the right. whole system just malfunctioned. If the music stops for us, which it just did, mm-hmm. um, people were able to tap into their reserves and, 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 and again have reserves, which gave them time to make the next move. So I don't think that, I mean, it'd have to go for a long time. They'd have to stop the music for a long time for, I think, the, the wheels to completely come off this bus. But I think everybody's hoarding a little bit of extra cash. And if you're not, I guess this is the big message. If you're not, you should be. <laughs> There's too many factors in this market. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, go so, ahead, baby. What do you got? No, so I was just going to just take away a small little snippet, the top five things that you have to think about with what's going on in this market, right? So it's inventory. Check. Interest rates. Yep. Influx from California. Influx from California. And then the, re- the risk and then the reward. Correct. I love it. 
That's the recap, baby. <laughs> Way to go. And that's what you're using to make all your decisions that's, right now. Yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I, my model is keep it simple, stupid. It's the KISS model. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these other models out there where they like to, they're, they're, you walk in, it's a circus act. These mm-hmm. guys are juggling 50 things. And then every five seconds they throw their foot out there to catch the next thing they want to juggle. To me, I don't want to do that. Mine is keep it simple, stupid. I run my business on, on very on simple what's things. going on. Yeah. I love all these guys that'll start rattling off all these wild stats and shit. Even with all these wild stats, this thing could change in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. It could turn right in like half a second. And all of a sudden, these stats don't mean anything. So just use basic indicators. Is California still moving here? Yeah. Okay, great. That'll help keep our market strong. Mm-hmm. Are interest rates low? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that'll help keep our market Is strong. Inventory. Is inventory low? Yeah. Okay, that'll help keep our market strong. What other, what other data right. do you need? What other stats do you need? Right. You know, so I'm not a big stat guy. I keep it pretty basic and simple. Last thing was leverage. Mm-hmm. Be very careful with leverage. I was taught young that leverage is black magic. That's like the bad version of magic because mm-hmm. <laughs> it'll make anything look really good, yeah. but it's black. It's not like the red, white kind. So be very careful with leverage. Very, very careful with leverage. There's nothing wrong with leverage as long as it's used responsibly. And how do you ensure that you're using leverage responsibly? Big down payments. Big down payments. And what that does, is it keeps your payment low. As long as your payment is low, then you can always afford the payment, which will keep you in a position to keep the property. Mm-hmm. Losing a property to foreclosure is very bad. Why? If you lose a property to foreclosure, you lose your ability to borrow. If you lose your ability to borrow, you are now forced to operate on a cash basis only. Operating on a cash basis only limits your ability to buy real estate. Mm-hmm. I'm going to end it with that. Hey, I wanted to take a moment to tell you about Battleborn Injury Lawyers. They handle personal injury, which covers everything from auto accidents to wrongful death. You never know when something bad will happen to you or your family. Be smart about it and make sure that you have a resource to contact right away if you should ever need it. Put Matt's number in your phone now. He will not let you down. It's 702-570-9000. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, subscribe, and share our podcast. You can also connect with us on social media or at galindagrouprealestate.com. Until next time, thanks again for listening.